my stats are is I came into OA in November 1986, which was five and a half years after the Navy had sent me to treatment for alcoholism. And that's when they also sent me to treatment for chronic obesity. And it saved my life. Um, it was probably the first time in my life that I ever did three meals. Okay, my stats are, I've been around 34 years. I have 19 and a half years of abstinence. Um, <clears throat> my abstinence date is June 16, 2001. Okay, I'll talk about the literature now. And uh, I'll put my uh, name and number in the uh, chat later, and if you like give me a call you can anyway so um, the first piece of literature is for today um, okay there I am uh, beating myself into shape <laughs> but anyway first piece of literature I'll talk about is um, the For Today book, okay? And just according to Jerry, nobody else, it's the greatest piece of literature ever written. Okay. Now, the reason I say that is um, when I first came around, they used the AA literature. And so <clears throat> in OA, I did for today every day because it was OA literature and one of the days that really is significant to me is January 19th which is uh, OA's birthday by the way so OA is 61 and that means I was 11 years old when Roseanne created OA just for me but anyway um I've never seen a person grow or change in a constructive direction when motivated by guilt, shame, and or hate. William Goldberg. If you eat too much, you're a glutton. If you weigh too much, you won't be popular with the boys or girls. Heaping new guilt upon old. I tried to reform myself. I dieted. I lost weight. There. Now I look terrific. But for how long? And did I like myself any better inside? Of all these remedies I tried, only in OA did I feel accepted for what I was, not for what I might become. Only in OA did I feel my problem was nothing to be ashamed of. Only in OA I was able to lose weight and keep it off without guilt, without shame, without self-hate. Just for today, I will let no one, including myself, try to shame me into something changing different about myself. I wish to, <clears throat> I, something about myself I wish were different. I pray to be relieved of the guilt and self-hate and to accept and like myself exactly as I am. And that's where I can begin to change. And then uh, <clears throat> that was 256 pounds. And today I'm 180. Um, then another one I like is October 16th. How shall we expect charity towards ourselves 
when we're unable to be charitable to others. Sir Thomas Brown. The injustice we do to ourselves was aptly expressed by a member who said, if someone treated me the way I treat myself, I would sue. While it may be true that I tend to be harder on myself than I am on others, in a larger sense, if I do not feel kindly towards myself, I cannot express kindness to others. I'm allowed to make mistakes, and so are other people. Errors can be pointed out and corrected without harsh measures or cruel words, without venomous self-recrimination. For today, steps four through nine are a highly effective way to deal with my inability to accept my imperfections, my own and others. And uh, the reason I read that was, is uh, in the beginning, I had a sponsor used to say to me all the time, Jerry, if you insist on beating yourself up, I'm taking away the whips and chains, and I'm going to leave you with a feather. Okay, and then this is on the third edition, but the first edition we used to joke about what we would call it, and we used to call it those little sweet things that I don't eat today, okay? Anyway, uh, it was an Appendix A then, now it's an Appendix B. And the only reason I read this book was as I was on H&I, and the chairperson of the committee said, get a copy of Overeaters Anonymous book. So I did. And then in the meeting, I said to her, do you mean I have to read it too? And she said, yes, Jerry. <laughs> so in reading it, here's what I discovered. The remarkable thing about OA's success is that the program gets people to function far better than they ever have in their lives. With any other disease, you're lucky to get back to where you were. If you had a heart attack, for example, you're fortunate to get your heart to function as well as it did before the attack. With a compulsive overeater, not only do you get back to a normal weight, but more importantly, your life has changed. And in a sense, you're ahead of where you were before you became a compulsive overeater. You now have the tools of feeling, touching, caring, loving, sharing, being honest with your family, and looking at life in an understanding way. Not fighting it, but going along with it. Once you treat the illness, you have the potential to be a more together person than you were. Therefore, it's exciting for physicians and others who have been ignoring the problem or expressing deep pessimism about it to think of compulsive overeating as a disease and realize that it can be treated successfully. One of the <clears throat> prejudices against compulsive overeating is society's view of a compulsive overeater who someone is obese. Yet, the overeater can be one pound underweight or even one pound overweight as in or underweight as in anorexic bulimia and still a compulsive overeater. The illness does not have to do with weight. That's why it's so silly to go on diets or to weigh all the time. The problem is with the control of food. It is one preoccupation with controlling food to intake to the point that it's interfering with one's life. Just as being an alcoholic is not related to the amount one drinks, being a compulsive overeater is not related to the amount one weighs. Um, I'm really grateful for this book and the appendixes A, B, and C. 
um, a disease of the mind, a disease of the body, and a disease of the spirit um, really helped me. Um, I was fortunate early in my recovery. I got to go to world service and work on the 12 steps because in OA, we couldn't agree very well. So we had to do the 12 steps first, then through the traditions, okay? But the key is we did get it together. And uh, I just wanted to share something out of this with you, and it's on page 21, and it goes, often we caused ourselves problems because we didn't realize that we were, there were some kinds of eating we couldn't handle comfortably, and some kinds we couldn't. Some we could handle comfortably and some we couldn't. Many OAs have been able to identify certain eating behaviors or foods which tend to lead them into compulsive eating. Acceptance of these facts about ourselves gives us hope. For we know that by simply eliminating these eating behaviors and foods from our lives, we will experience fewer struggles with our disease. In OA, however, there's no list of foods and or measurements or do's and don'ts which defines abstinence. We are individuals with our own individual nutrition needs and we found that what is a healthy choice for some of us might be lethal for others. People who come to OA are sometimes confused by the lack of dietary regulations. If OA doesn't give us any rules to follow, they ask, how are we going to find the guidance we must have to avoid compulsive overeating? The decision we've made in step three answers this question. We have found that when we give up self-will regarding food and completely turn our lives over to our higher power, we receive all kinds of guidance. Um, it's really important. When I first came around, they had just did away with gray sheet and they were into moderate mealing. <coughs> and that worked for me because that's what they taught me in treatment. But I still had to have my alcoholic foods, foods that I don't eat. Um, the uh, other thing about that was is that at that time, the reason they did away with gray sheet was there were people who were getting sick by using it. And OA was in the process of being sued. So they did away with it. And then they brought out a pamphlet called Dignity of Choice. But the key is... Find something that will work for you 100% of the time, and that's the key. In one of my abstinences, I used to do three meals a day and two snacks, and the snacks became the biggest part of my life, and nothing else mattered, so I had to surrender them. Um, and then from the big book, uh, I really... Uh, you know, love my sponsor because when I first came to OA, I was really angry with God because I was a young Catholic lad and knew that the path I'd led before I came to 12-step programs, which was screw other others and split before they have a chance to get even, <laughs> that I was going to go to hell for that. So I was angry with God. And what I learned is that my sponsor said, don't worry about it, Jerry. I'll give you God you can do business with. Good order. So I said, okay, I can do that. 
But as we got through the third step, I did find a God that was bigger and greater than anything I was going through. In Bill's story on page 13, it goes, My friend promised me when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator, that I would have all the elements of a way of living, which answered all my problems. Belief in the power of God, plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the simple requirements. Simple but not easy. A price had to be paid. It meant destruction of self-centeredness. I must turn in all things to the Father of light who presides over us all. These were revolutionary and drastic proposals, but the moment I fully accepted them, the effect was electric. There was a sense of victory, followed by such a peace and serenity as I'd never known. There was utter confidence. I felt lifted up as though the great clean wind of a mountaintop blew through and through. God comes to most men gradually, but his impact on me was sudden and profound. Um, his impact on me was... slowly entering in my life, okay? Um, but the key is, is that what I learned is I'm powerless over that driving need to eat. And uh, there's uh, one other in here that I'm going to read from the for today. I got that I needed to start doing affirmations, and that's what my sponsor helped me to do. Um and so that one affirmation is, for today I'll let no one, including myself, make me feel shame or guilt about something I wish were different than myself. I pray to be relieved of the shame and guilt and self-hate and to accept myself exactly as I am, and that's where I can begin to change. But what I learned is I had to learn to love myself. I had to learn to love myself enough not to compulsively overeat. And <clears throat> the other one is uh, a prescription written by Dr. Bob. And always remember, trust God, clean house, help others. And it works very well in this program, too. So the key is, is to keep coming back. Know that it's a disease, not a moral issue. And that it's not important that other people understand. It's only important I understand because I'm the one who takes the action. And just in case no one's told you today, Jerry loves you. And so do all the OA members. And keep coming back. Thanks for letting me share. <laughs>